The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Yo, 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 and welcome back to Creeps and Crime Podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Morgan. And Morgan. this is episode 156, a.k.a. our last... Our last in real time episode. In with real you. time season three episode. That's sickening and makes me want to cry, but I'm not going to. No. I don't think I could. I mean, I am I am really sad about it, but I'm yeah. so excited for what me too. we have going on. I think that season four is going to be the best season yet. I agree. And I, like in our lives, like chapters in our lives as a podcast. I, what's gonna happen in season four? I'm gonna get married. Yeah. You're going to get married. I'm going to get literally married. I'm going to get Ollie a sibling. Yep. After this week. Yep. Ollie's getting a sibling. 100%. And that's not for sure. I'm just making, I'm manifesting. We're manifesting. It. We're going to do things that we've wanted to do forever. It's just going to be the best year. I just know it. You're going to really be do. settled into your brand new house. Yep. Shit. I'm going to buy a house in season yep, four. You are. Yeah. Have to. No choice. No choice. It'll be pushing it. We'll be right around. Oh, my Mm-mm. God. Nope. Not even talk about it. Oh, we're doing this again. Oh, we'll have to do this again. That's OK, because now it's not <laughs> that we're both moving, which was what made this one like 10 times harder than anything else that we've ever done. Oh, my God. I didn't even piece that together until just now. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Season four is going to be awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of loving this creepy account for the month of September. I think we keep it. I think we keep that. I think that this is good to help us like get to the stories that we've missed out on mm-hmm. and because we did themes and shit. I think that this is the best way to go about it. And I'm really sorry if you hate it, but you guys have been loving it so far. Yeah, we've been getting really good feedback, which yeah. I'm glad that you guys appreciate and I appreciate that we're still getting shit out. Right, because if, I feel but we're like trying to be positive. We're being positive today's been a good day it really you know i got my hair done what can get better than that i went to work yeah look at that we had a great day yeah we still have we still have a lot of shit to do but we're doing something really fun this weekend that we're really excited for yeah and what i'm most excited about is to be able to like see what i want to see if anyone can like guess what's going on by like the little hints we're gonna drop yeah. But it would have already been last weekend by the time you're listening to this. Right. But next week, next Thursday, you're getting not creepy accounts, but you're getting something special, something incredibly special. It's like similar to creepy accounts, but even better. And you'll definitely. Oh, should we spell that it's a two parter? It is. Yeah, it's a it two-parter. Is a two-parter. So you're technically you're getting, getting two. two episodes next week. That's crazy. Well, update. I got moved into my house. Morgan's got moved into her house and she's waiting on to like fix things up. Just have a I, both of us have just yeah. a lot of boxes everywhere oh that need God. put away. So like at this point, though, like big furniture is in the rooms that it needs to yep. be in. And the only thing I'm just waiting putting on is shit the away, table. organizing. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I'll have to order a couch here soon. I'm just yep. we're insurance is no fun to deal with i hope or i feel bad for anyone that has ever had to do an insurance plan yeah because it's Did not you get your nails done no last week they look so good are those press-ons opi bitch. shut up these look like they're your nails what you about this hand on for this weekend nope you're not <laughs> i need to say that <laughs> oh my god no, well, I have to go to Ulta for us this week before this weekend. Okay, well, I can I have my set. I can mm-hmm. put if you think these would be good for this weekend. Yeah, I Okay, 100%. I can just pop in and actually save this nail. Yeah. I'll just have to cut down the pinky. Yeah, 100%. I'm I'm going to go to Ulta. I found these at Walgreens and I was like, I've never seen these as good. Damn. Those are so cute. Which Walgreens cuz I got to go. Um, Is it one here? 
No. Fuck. It was in Maryland. No. Yeah, well, I went in Maryland because I good ones like that. Because I did it in a hotel. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I've got to go find some nails. Yeah. And these broke off because of moving shit. Yeah. So I knew you were going to lose a nail the second we were moving that yeah. mattress. Oh my God. Guys, we were moving <laughs> a mattress. It was a fun. I wish I would have filmed it because it was the funniest shit. I don't understand men in high stress situations. Why do they make situations worse? No, because they, they're like, we're just going to push through. And I'm like, I physically cannot you're feel. literally shoving the mattress into taylor and i into the wall <laughs> morgan and i were on the ground <laughs> literally trapped below the mattress suffocating <laughs> and aaron has no idea despite the fact we're like aaron stop 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 hey we're and he dead just pushing. <laughs> he just he's gaggling though and we're like bro for real we're literally pinned to the floor in the wall well don't worry because as, as when that happened i was like what what sort of payback are Morgan and I going to get from Logan for the fact that he wasn't able to run off sober? We found out today. Moving a fucking couch. <laughs> Y'all would have thought that the world was ending and that the couch needed to poor be Logan. thrown across the room. And poor Logan goes outside to take a, a breather, right? Yeah. I was like, well, do we got it from here. Yeah. He goes out. He comes back in, guys. He got eaten <laughs> by mosquitoes. His face was swollen. He was like, "What's wrong with you?" What I'm like, happened? did you get in a fight when you walked outside? What happened? He's yeah, got he, welts all over him. He's like, "What?" I just rubbed my eyes. <laughs> we're like, "No, they're like swollen, puffy." He, he looked like a raccoon, a I just red raccoon. Don't understand. Like, moving sucks. You know, yeah. like, it sucks for both parties. Me and Aaron, you and Logan, yep. it sucks for everybody. But men no. get so mad torn up and torn up and just and it's like dude dude, torn the shit like about <laughs> like it makes it so much harder because i'm like i get that you're miserable i'm also miserable but don't make me more miserable on top of this like let's just do this and it's like do you want it to look good or do you just want it to be in here because exactly that's what's gonna happen here and guys, well, they're interior decorators themselves right? yeah, i had to tell them about <laughs> look guys this is hilarious this is so funny and anyone that has ever moved with a male specimen oh. you know what the fuck i'm talking about so you know last night we're putting everything away and moving is so stressful and just like ridiculous especially but like this situation is so weird that we're in right now where it's like yeah. morgan and aaron are moving in as you're we're moving, moving out, out and then we're moving in and meanwhile morgan and aaron have had to go on go to like the furthest away weddings that they could ever fucking possibly have scheduled you could have caught me in the chesapeake bay this weekend no seriously so far so far away and so it's just been absolutely incredibly stressful and just chaotic the entire time. And we've just been trying our best to, like, keep a smile on our faces and keep rolling. Logan, like, I told him, I was like, hey, you can do your room, but I've made you this diagram layout of what I here's five different options that I think it by the way it's storming because and the course, power keeps going off and on we'll see so <laughs> I'm like this what I think would look best with like the dimensions of this room the way that the walls are tilted like I think this would look great yeah y'all I come home today <laughs> and he has stuck every single knickknack everything you could think of glass decanters bricks, fucking lamps little star wars lego motherfuckers i don't know on this one buffet this poor buffet with a fucking surfboard <laughs> <laughs> behind it and i'm like you realize we've got three cats right 
Like you, you recipe for disaster. It is truly being like, where can I put a ticking time bomb at? Right. Into what's going to shatter everything. And the cats hang out in Logan's room the the entire time. And guys, and it's not like it's stuff that's like replaceable. Like everything that's on there is like something from when he played football in college, something from that his grandfather gave him a Lego thing that he put together with his grandmother and his mom, like the first Lego Star Wars Millennium Falcon, a collectible Star Wars lightsaber. I'm like every valuable everything together on the same table with my with a surfboard behind it that if the surfboard just tilted a a little little bit bit, boom it's over it's all gone and and I very stupidly was like you know what I I think what we should do to your room is stop making it look like a boy's room and let's make it look like a man cave so let's paint it dark let's get a lot of dark wood in here gold accents get some leather right all of that guys I don't know what happened all I know is that I thought the decanter with the whiskey and the humidor or humid, what is it called? Humidor. A humidor with the cigars in it would look so cute together beside his little chest setup that he has. No, it now has brick by brick by Butch Jones. <laughs> and if you're from Tennessee, you fucking know what I'm talking about. I last night, Aaron says to me, well, if we're hanging up the mirrors, I'd like to hang up my Steelers frames. Oh, because that those are the same. I said those are thrown away. They're gone. They were left at the tornado. Yeah. Sorry. He has these frames, guys, and they're like framed from like 2002, probably. Like they're the ugliest frames ever. Thick, thick, gross, like silver accent to them, black. And it's a a signed picture of like Troy Palomalu and probably Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know the other guy. Yeah. And he loves them. He loves them. Did you really leave them? No. Oh, thank God. No, I have them. I don't think God, but we're going to tell him that they're gone. Yeah, they're gone for they, now. They were maybe water maybe they can replace the crimson crimes. You know what? That's a great place to put them, guys. Because Aaron, but I'm changing the frames. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, we're and about he, to take a bunch of shit to wait, get reframed. Do you want me to take it? Wait, we, I have to ask you. Wait, I'm gonna tell you this story. He walks in. He goes. And he says, "What happened to the black stuff?" I said, "What our freaking expensive ass." Soundboard or acoustic paneling? What do you mean? What happened to it? What it's happened the to studio? We fl- it's the he studio. Says, oh, I really like that. I oh. said, well, we can get like cheap knockoff yeah. ones if you wanted to. We like, could throw some Amazon. together. And he was like, no, it's okay. I like it like this. I said, like that with the big hole. And he was in like, it? yeah, I like that. And I was like, you like the big white box surrounded by black wallpaper? No, it's not a white box. It's a blue box. A blue box. I said, we probably have extra black wallpaper in the closet. In the closet from hell. And I said, we could cover the rest. If you like that black wall, we can do that. Yeah. And he was like, I like this. I was like, okay, well, it's not really left like this. It's either the all the black wallpaper <laughs> comes down or we fill in the black. <laughs> There's box. no in between, sir. There's no in between. <laughs> Unless you want to put your Troy Palomalu <laughs> in the middle with your Ben Roethlisberger right next to it. And there's your frame. I mean, is it wall. big enough to cover it? I feel like that's your best option here. With No, they're tiny little like eight no, by ten. No, no, Morgan. Yeah, you're going to have to fill that in. Just do it one day when he's He gone. does like it, though. Well, I found like just like these like knockoffs. Yeah, like 20. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Really? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. If you're driving, throw that shit on cruise control. If you got a glass, pour that shit up. And let's get creepy. creepy. 
Okay, y'all, sorry to interrupt. We have to let you know that support for today's sponsor comes from Relatable. This is for all of our wannabe citizen detectives out there, all of our besties, aka every single one of you listening right now. Yes, you. If you love nothing more than a juicy mystery, you will love Relatable's newest game, Who Killed Mia? And you probably recognize Relatable because they are known for their internet famous party games like What Do You Meme, Let's Get Deep, and New Phone Who Dis. So you know that their first time dipping the toes into the mystery scene is going to be unlike anything else. Y'all know when we were staying, having our sleepovers with the boys, we busted out Who Killed Mia. Yes, we had to. And we need to schedule another game night because that was too fun. It was too fun. I didn't realize how much I missed playing like games like that. Yeah, you know, me too. And the boys were loving it because it had this techie digital vibe to it. Who Killed Mia is a mystery story for the internet age centered around the fictional but incredibly realistic influencer Mia Star and her untimely death at the Replay Awards. Players will work to solve the case using a mix of physical and immersive digital evidence like hacking into Mia's phone, which <laughs> let me do the tape on the phone. Yes. Not that I've ever done that. <laughs> as well as gripping live action videos to uncover the killer. This sensational game is a available on the Relatable website as well as Target, Walmart, and Amazon. You can follow along on Instagram at at RealMiaStar and at WhoKilledMia. And like we said, the guys loved it because they got to live out their little investigative hacker dreams. Right. So calling all of our creeps and crimes besties, Who Killed Mia is for all of our game lovers and detectives. Get this game for your next game night and find out who killed the world's favorite influencer in Who Killed Mia, a new kind of mystery game from Relatable. The creators of the hit games, what do you mean? And get 20% off with promo code CREEPSANDCRIMES at Relatable.com slash WhoKilledMia. That's Relatable.com slash WhoKilledMia with code CREEPSANDCRIMES. If you know anything about our fall season, you know it's the busiest time of the year. Spooky season. She be, you know, putting it down on us. <laughs> she really do be doing she be that. Doing that. <laughs> Meaning we have little to no time to cook, which is why we've still been eating good with our Factor meals. We love Factor. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit that can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You're going to save time. You're going to eat well and you're going to stay on track with your healthy lifestyles. And if you're too busy like us, because also move. <laughs> also moving season. And you can't cook, but you still want to make sure you're eating well with Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning yeah. up. Ugh. Two, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Then get back to crushing your goals, or in our case, our moving goals. Our moving goals. Round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons, including breakfast items like the delicious apple cinnamon pancakes. Yum. Bacon and cheddar egg bites and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. You have me a potato. Or for an easy wellness boost, try the refreshing beverage options like their cold pressed juices shakes and smoothies. Can we get so some snaps, please? freaking good. I love their smoothies. I'll never stop talking about them. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered straight to your door. And they're ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess, babes. Right now, take your phones out and head to factormeals.com slash creepsandcrimes50 and use code creepsandcrimes50 
to get 50% off. That's code CREEPSANDCRIMES50 at factormeals.com slash CREEPSANDCRIMES50 to get that 50% off. Okay, Morgan, I'm ready for the first Crip account. Okay. The first one is from Brittany using pronouns she, her, and the title is Creepy Account from a Fellow Vol for Life. Okay, VFL. I added the for life. <laughs> hey, girls, feel free to use my name and other names I put in here. I'm so glad I found you through, and that's why we drink. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Christine was talking about coming to Knoxville and contacting you all. I live here too. Shut up. Hey, bestie. Hey, neighbor. I have not been listening long, but I have been binging the hell out of this podcast. I also became a Patreon because I know Knoxville is getting expensive as shit. You know what, Brittany? You're a fucking real one. Thank you for that. (laughs) I love hearing you all talk about the places that I'm so familiar with and the bars that I used to go to before I had a whole litter of kids. I am typing this with a toddler sleep on top of me, so I apologize in advance for any spelling or grammatical errors that I do not catch. This is a story about my creepy little sasshole named Addie. <laughs> sasshole. Sasshole. And another on the same day about a ghosty girl named Alice who was trying to steal one of my twins right out of my belly. Okay, let me tell you something, Brittany. I want to go get a drink with you. Yeah, Brittany, Texas. And don't worry about the grammatical errors. You had a whole baby on you. <laughs> yeah. Good, babe. All good. That's me with Ollie. (laughs) I know kids are more sensitive to spirits, but I never thought it would be my kid. In August of 2020, we were finally free from lockdown and we needed our last little vacay as a family of three. So we took a trip to Hilton Head for a few days and then Savannah, Georgia for a few days. Okay. If you don't know about Savannah, it's one of the prettiest historical places ever. But historical also means haunted as fun. Yes, yes, yes. One night while we were in Savannah, we decided to go on a ghost tour. My oldest, now six, was three at the time. So we were like, she won't even know what's going on. We'll be fine. Yeah. Here is where my little baby creep comes in. Okay. We went to a restaurant called Moon River Brewing Company for dinner before the tour. I, having a weak pelvic floor and two babies using my bladder as a trampoline, had to go pee as soon as we got there. So I took Addie with me because she was semi-newly potty trained and still had no concept of having to pee until it was literally coming out. You know what, Brittany? Me too. That's Taylor. That's me. Without the kids. The frame with I'm the same with Addie, okay? With Addie. Once I get in there and get on the toilet, she starts yelling, who is that? What are you watching? I was like, excuse me? So I start looking for a peeping Tom or a weirdo kid trying to crawl into the stall with us. But once I looked around all the stalls, I saw no feet and I heard no sounds. I quickly realized we're the only ones in there. I said, sweetie, we are the only ones here. Once we were ready to go back to the table, I tried to unlock the stall and the lock would not budge. Shut up. I pushed on it, pulled on it, even tried to break it off and nothing would happen. No. It kind of felt like someone was on the other side forcing it from moving. A few minutes later, someone else walked in and the lock just slid over. (gasps) No effort. My husband asked us what took so long to get back and I said that lock wasn't working. Right then, little Zach Baggins chimes in and says, the man did it. Okay, Addie. All righty, Addie. Okay, bagel bites. (laughs) Mini bagel. (laughs) (laughs) 
I told my husband everything she said and we both laughed it off. Once we went on the ghost tour after dinner, we walked right past the restaurant we had just been at. And the tour guy said, here is Moon River Brewing Company. This restaurant sees the most activity of any restaurant in Savannah, Georgia. Apparently, there is a violent spirit there named Toby who wreaks havoc on the whole restaurant. And it's believed that his favorite place to go is none other than the woman's restaurant. Okay, Toby. Fuck off right now, Toby. Get the fuck out of here. She says, I almost puked. Toby was trying to lock us in the stall. This story is from that same ghost tour. While walking during the day, we would pass through this cute little park called Wright Square. Every time we would walk through the square, I would start cramping on my right side. Having Braxton Hicks contractions and Brooks, baby on that side, would start moving like crazy. I just took it as me being pregnant as fuck, hot as fuck, sweaty as fuck, and dehydrated as fuck. Yeah. I would chug some water once it started, and then by the time I was done drinking and out of the square, it would stop. When we stopped in that square on the tour, I was immensely uncomfortable. My right side was a 7 of 10 on the pain scale, and I ended up having to sit on the ground, which was a journey in itself. Oh, my God. I was only halfway through the pregnancy at the time, but with twins, I looked like I was due any day. I almost shit my pants when I heard the story about what happened there. It turns out in 1735, the first woman to ever be executed by hanging in Georgia was hung in that square. (gasps) Her name was Alice Riley, and she murdered the man that she and her boyfriend worked for. Alice was pregnant when she was convicted and was allowed to deliver her baby boy right before the execution. It is now believed that Alice walks right square in search of her baby, and she will prey on pregnant women carrying baby boys or those with infant baby boys. My twins are boy girl. My girl was always on the left, and my boy was always on the right in my belly. Was Alice trying to put me into labor with my boy? Yeah. We were there for two more nights after that, and we avoided the square the remainder of the trip, and the pain contraction spells did not happen again. Four months later, I delivered Brooks and Iris. Oh, my God. They are two and a half now and the sweetest nuggets. I attached a picture of my little darlings for y'all. I'm so sorry about the length of this. I hope you enjoy this creepy account, and I hope to see y'all out and about soon. Go balls, Brittany. Okay, Brittany. I need to see the picture. Yeah, let me pull up the picture. Yeah, Perfect. right now. That is fucking crazy. First off, the stall, Toby. Toby. Has literally no excuse to be in the woman's restroom. No, no, no. Toby, get the fuck out. You're just being weird at this point, Toby. And Addie? And Addie? Who that? Who watching me? Addie? I would have been like, who the Addie? fuck is Bojanas, Addie? I don't know. Addie? Tell him to go away, Addie. Come on, speak <laughs> up. You're the one that can talk to him. Addie, let him know that we're not down the clown right now. Look. Shut. That's Addie. Up right That's now. That's Brooks and Iris. Stop. They're so cute. They are so cute. Wait, I know. They're so fucking cute. I'm a really good sitter, by the way. Uh, yeah, if you need a sitter, Morgan's <laughs> the one. I am not. <laughs> I am not the one. Kids scare the shit out of me. Addie is allowed to come if Toby doesn't come with. You know what? I'll come if Addie's going to be there. Me and Addie will Addie, go on a ghost hunt. Yeah. We should we should take Addie on a Knoxville ghost tour. See what she says. Addie, you're not going to know what we're doing, but Addie's going to be like, who are these girls? Why are they watching me? Because <laughs> we'll be like staring at the whole entire time. You see anything? Do you, you see feel anything? anything? Let us know what's going on, Addie. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for a listening after hearing about this on. And, and that's, that's why we, we drink. drink. That makes me so- want to scream that makes me want to hurl. That's I, crazy. That is so awesome. Thank you so much. Nice Brittany. meeting you, neighbor. And, you know, DM us on Insta. Let's connect with the local girlies.
Let's hang. Let's hang. Thank you so much, Brittany. The next one we have is from Andrea using she, her pronouns. The title is new listener and a little ghost friend. Hi, ladies. I'm a fairly new listener. I've learned so much on how to look out for my safety as a woman in this world and that anything can happen to anyone at any given moment. Thank you for bringing awareness and teaching us girls how to look out for each other. My commutes are now something that I look forward to every week. I love you guys, and I hope that you guys like my story. We love commuting with you. Love commuting with you. Love being in the car on fucking cruise control with you, bestie. P.S. I am so sorry. It's so long. I tried my best to keep it as short as possible. We love a long story. Send them all along. Thank you. When I was a child, every year during one of our many family gatherings, my uncle would announce to the dinner table that my mom has a, quote, little ghost friend. Even though it was told a countless number of times before, the room never failed to fall completely silent and everyone at the table would wait for my mom to start speaking about her experience. This is her story. Quote, when I was pregnant with Joseph, who is my older brother, I'd always wake up in the middle of the night and be in a weird state of being both asleep and awake at the same time. One night, just like any other, I woke up with my eyes half shut and still drowsy. I felt the need to look at my bedroom door. That is when I saw a shadowy figure standing there wearing a white nightgown that had long sleeves and white embroidered flowers near the neck of the dress. She had long brown hair, pale skin, and stood with her arms to her side just watching and staring at me. I figured I was just seeing things and was maybe still dreaming, so I went back to sleep. From then on, I would see the same lady every night. Each night, she would get closer and closer as I didn't say or do anything because I didn't believe she was real. And if she was real, I didn't feel harmed by her. It actually kind of felt like she was an ancestor of mine. There was only one night where I did feel threatened, though. I woke up and looked near my door. No one was there. So I tried shutting my eyes and going back to sleep. But something told me to look again. When I looked, the shadow woman was now standing at the foot of my bed, once again, just staring and watching me. No, thank you. Watching me sleep, which is even worse for some reason. It's like you're so vulnerable when you're sleeping. It's like immediately I can't. Right. Oh, that's just don't. Even though she wasn't doing anything to me, it was way too close for my own comfort. I told her to get out, leave my family and I alone, to never show herself again, and that she is not welcomed in my house. Ever since then, I haven't seen her, end quote. Whenever I asked my mom about this, she would just laugh it off and just say that she made it up to entertain my family. I guess she tried to make it seem like it was a gather around the campfire type of thing. But throughout my teenage years, I always questioned if she was telling the truth or not because I myself had my own experiences. I was about 11 years old. It was pitch black outside, so the nightlight that was in the corner of my room reflected off my window. I went to turn sides in my bed and caught a glimpse of something in the reflection. It was a woman in the fetal position sitting next to my nightlight. Ooh, I have chills. It was the same woman that my mom described. The fetal position is just That's not... where I draw the line. Yeah, no thanks. Either stand up, Or sit down. Right. But not in any other position, bestie. You can stand up. You could even sit at the end of my bed and I would prefer that more. Yeah. Then Actually, 
you can't you know what? It. Nobody come to the end of the bed, but just for sure don't come in a fetal position. Right. Okay. It was the same woman that my mom described. She had long brown hair running down her arms and shoulders. Her white gown covered down to her ankles and she was staring at me. Literally reminded me of the grudge. That's exactly what I was picturing. I decided it was best to go back to sleep and chalk it up to just being my imagination since I wasn't completely awake. I slept with my light on for a whole year after this. For some reason, I felt so much safer being in brightness. I also put a table in that corner, hoping that she would have enough manners to not sit on my furniture just in case she was real. <laughs> She'll be like, I'm going to be standing on it now. She was like, actually, I will get on the furniture, but I'm going to take my shoes off. First. Shoes will come off. I do have that respect, but right. I will be standing or sitting <laughs> in fetal position. I will be on the furniture. Fast forward five years. I kept waking up to my mother saying my name outside of my door. I already hate it. I, I hate this too, yeah. Each time I opened my door, she wouldn't be there. I honestly thought I was losing my mind at this point. That was until one night. I had a sleepover with a friend and she tapped my shoulder to wake me up saying, quote, can you see if your mom's okay? She kept saying my name. And when I opened the door, she just wasn't there. <gasps> Oh my god, my whole body just <laughs> run chills. Oh my god. It freaked me the fuck out. This is when I started suspecting that my house might actually be haunted. And thankfully, my sanity is intact. Only a couple of months after, my mom and I were packing for my sweet 16 vacation. Ooh. She was asking me a question about one of my outfits, but at the same time while she was speaking, I heard humming. It was quiet and sad toned, like something that you would hear out of a scary movie. So I interrupted my mom and asked her how the hell she's able to speak and hum at the same time. She looked at me confused, said she thought that I was the one humming, and all of a sudden began yelling. Get out. I told you to leave my family alone and to never come back. You are not welcome here. I guess both my mother and I were in denial and it took however many times for this lady to make her presence known to get it through our heads. There's other little things that have happened like plates moving in the kitchen when no one was home, seeing shadows in the corner of our eyes. My boyfriend has heard random humming and occasionally me and my family will still hear it. It's gotten to the point where we've accepted and know that she will never do anything to harm us or hurt us, even though she sounds and looks creepy as hell. My mom and I say that she's our little guardian angel watching over us. Thank you. Andrea, I don't really Ooh. know if she's your guardian angel. You know, you know at some point, I kind of think that she is a K. Yeah, I guess. Because but... like K creeped us the fuck out. But it's the calling the name at the door. Unless the there's mimicking. two. See, that's the thing. There, there's got to be more than one for her to be like, yo, bitch, I'm in the fetal position. Get up, cleanse this bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I feel right. like there's more than just her because those little guardian angels that are protective, they don't come unless something is like physically, spiritually going to attack you. Right. So I would call Susan with Angel Wings and Healing Things, the official psychic medium of Crazy Crimes podcast. You need to call her. Call her call. Because I would like you to call her because I need answers. Her phone number is always in the description of uh, our episodes. And you need to call Miss Susan for our little ghosty goal because what the fuck? Yeah, I just I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel like she's harmful. Like, I, I felt you felt more scared than I did. Yeah, this entire thing. But you were also scared by Kay. I just don't. And think Kay was the, your own. The mimicking and the humming and 
The mimicking and the humming is not her. And she's been asked to leave twice now. And she and she's not. And she respected after mom said, leave me alone. But the fact that the humming came back, like that's not her and that you can still hear it. Like she would respect those boundaries if she's cool. So I don't know if it's her that's bad or she's protecting you for something that's bad. What do you think? I think there's something bad there. Something bad is there yeah. for sure. Someone, something's protecting you or it's bad itself. I feel as if there is something else for her not to be hurting or making you feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's got to be. Because in both instances, there's only one time that you and your mother both felt uncomfortable. Your mom was when she was at the end of the bed. Mm -hmm. You when she was in the fetal position. Right. And humming. And that's the only other time. Mm -hmm. So what, where is the hum coming from? You need to call Susan. Point blank period. Yeah. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you. This one's from Anonymous using pronouns she, her. Title is Susan made me do it. Yes. I love the perfect segue. Perfect. Susan made me do it. Hi, gorgeous, gorgeous girls. I have been listening to you since the beginning of time. It feels like (laughs) I always feel like I'm hanging with my girls when you're on in my car. My oldest stepdaughter loves your creepy accounts. Don't worry. I also have a foul mouth and fuck is my favorite word. Oh, thank God. Was it your first word too? (laughs) I don't know. Probably fuck. Probably fuck. There are bigger demons in this world than profanity, and they know that they have no reason to use those words. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll get into it. My name is, well, we'll go by my alter ego, Dot. Anyone who knows to call me that knows this story already. Due to this scenario, my real name cannot be used. However, I have plenty of more stories I can write in with my real name. I've always felt more open or sensitive to the other side, but I haven't really opened that door. Maybe I need to do some classes with Susan rather than just talk her asses off every four months. (laughs) Anywho, Susan has been telling me to write this story in for a while now, and I've been sitting on it for about a year. My grandmother died from ovarian cancer when I was eight years old. She was diagnosed when I was four, given an expectancy of nine months and still raised me for three years while my mom was able to get on her single mama feet. Wow. She did. And she's the best mom ever. Fast forward through my life and my mom was always treated with such distaste from some of her siblings, but not others. I thought it was just siblings. I'm an only child, so I wouldn't know. Let's cut to the second conversation that I had with Susan. She said my grandmother had something to tell me, but it wasn't Susan's place to say it. Mm. Susan then said, Call your mom and talk with her, and then we'll finish this conversation. So I FaceTimed my mom. I must have looked flabbergasted because she immediately asked what was wrong. And I said, what do you need to tell me about grandma? Her response was, that's not a conversation to have on the phone. I argued that there was no way my emotional ass was getting in the car to drive the nine minutes to her and FaceTime will do. She then began to tell me when I flew home to be with my mom, she had all of her children come home. She sat us down with her fellow nurse friend. Most women in my family are nurses and her friend worked the most dreadful nurse job hospice. I immediately stopped her and said, hold on, I need wine. She continued. Her friend from hospice had acquired the medication that needs to be administered to euthanize a human. Three out of five of the siblings were against this, but she stated firmly that this is my life and I am miserable. So my grandmother turned to my mother and asked her nurse to nurse, but more importantly, mother to daughter to end her suffering. My mother euthanized. 
her own mother, knowing that her siblings would never accept that. I would have never found this story out without Susan. Now that this story came out about my mother's struggles makes so much more sense. My mother became a hard alcoholic for eight long years after this situation. My mother is sober since Mother's Day of 2006. She's an amazing grandma herself, and I am so honored to call her my mom. Okay, ladies, that's all for now. I hope you creep it real, and I'll write more in of my own creepy accounts later, but I had to pull the trigger on this one. So much love. Sorry if this is typed horribly. I'm the worst with computers. I'll be listening. Dot. 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 Listen to me. First off, this is our first creepy account that involves Susan. Susan. And I could cry about I that. Know. So wow. I'm going to try my heart. And you've been talking for with Susan for a year. Yeah. And you know what? Months. That's probably something that your mom really needed to get off her chest. Yeah. Like 100%. And I hate that your mother felt in, it affected your mom the but way I'd that love, it did. I'd love to know your conversation after you talk to your mom with Susan. Right. What like, did your grandma have to say? Right. What did your grandmother open up for you? But I think your mother is an absolute warrior for that because that has got to be so strong. The hardest decision that Absolutely. she's ever made in her life and what your grandmother wanted. Your mom is a strong ass mom and you are a strong ass person to be able to take on information like that yeah and the way that susan knew that it wasn't her place to tell you is what we love most about, about susan Su yes absolutely is that she will we have had so many moments like like this. this yes with susan of her being like it's not my place and you can ask this Circle person back. we'll come back to it when you're ready for it that's why we love Susan as much as we do. Thank you so much for writing this in. Thank you for trusting us and reaching out to Susan when you did. But overall, that is so incredibly valuable that your grandmother wanted you to know. Yeah. You know, like, like the, your grandmother's thankful. It's very thankful. Yeah. And I feel like that gave you that your mom was able to be so strong and gave a message to your mother. But I feel like it also validated your mother's sobriety and her own feelings, like even with the way that she struggled with her alcoholism in those years. Yeah, because that was a lot for her to carry. And that would be a lot for anyone to carry the way that your grandmother wanted your mother to be able to speak on it was almost so healing for your mother. And I would love to know if your mom's ever spoke with Susan. Yeah. So I feel like this, like why your grandmother said that it was for you and your mom. Yeah. And I would just, I'd love to know more. Right. In time, whenever you're ready. Right. Like, whenever what? you're ready, I would love to hear more about it. And I also feel like you're a part of your mother's healing journey. For sure. That, because that's a connection that only a mother and a daughter would be able to have. Thank you, Dot. Thank you so much, Dot, for sending that in. And thank you, Susan. Thanks, Susan. For Thanks, sending Dot. her our way. The next one we have is from Sophia using she, her pronouns. And the title is Trigger Warning, Essay in Military. Hi, my name is Sophia and I am from PA. I'm a stay-at-home mama to a 19-month-old baby girl, so I look forward to listening to your podcast after she goes to bed. Hopefully this creepy account makes it into November for Veterans Day. Friend, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I Hi, am. welcome to September of it's 2023. You know what? We're we're kind of close. So, <laughs> close. You're behind. 
I am a Marine Corps veteran. I served from 2015 to 2019, so straight out of high school. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you. I was young and naive for sure. I haven't really heard a lot of military creepy or crimey stories, so maybe this one will make it in. The reason I hope to tell you this creepy account is because unfortunately, a lot of trigger warning, sexual assault, and sexual harassment happens in the military. I think this is a topic that needs way more awareness than what it currently gets. Period. 100%. I am older and more confident in who I am now, but it took a lot of pain and growth to get here. In 2016, I was stationed in Fort Lee, Virginia, completing some training for the Marine Corps. I was so excited to be out of Pennsylvania and finally get some freedom after boot camp. I knew absolutely no one when I got there, except for like two girls. Fast forward to a holiday weekend. We were able to get a long break. My friend decided to get a hotel room with some other Marines to basically throw a party. I guess she convinced me that it would be a good idea. I don't know. Like I said, I was young and naive. Anyways, I think it was like a group of five or six Marines. Everyone was drinking and having fun until it got super late and everyone started passing out wherever they could lay down. I was the only one awake with another guy who I barely knew. He started approaching me and trying to flirt, but I wasn't interested in the slightest. I knew he was drunk off of his ass, so I tried to ignore him. I started noticing that he kept trying to grab me and pull me towards him. So I ran into the hotel room that was attached. I thought that maybe if I went to bed, he would get the hint that I was seriously not trying to talk to him. But then I felt him literally fucking jump on me, trying to undress me. I had to fight this man off of me. I literally didn't know what to do because everyone was passed out and I couldn't scream or yell. I barely got him off of me until he realized that I wasn't going to stop fighting him. When I tell you I was fighting him, I was literally fighting for my fucking life. Fast forward to the year I was getting out. I went to therapy and I was forced to bring awareness to a lot of traumatic events in my life. I had been spiraling into alcoholism and depression. I didn't realize that I was almost raped that night. I never told anyone. I had him as a friend on social media for a long time because, like I said, I didn't process it. He seemed to be successfully moving through his military career, which, of course, bothered me. I bet he doesn't even fucking remember. Unfortunately, this happens way too often in the military, and this is not the only story about my experience with sexual harassment or assault in the military. I'm doing much better now, but having a daughter is scary. I hope that other women, specifically female service members, get the courage to seek help or speak their stories. Thank you for reading. I am sorry that this story is all over the place. You ladies are awesome. Truly an inspiration. Love, Sophia. Wow. Sophia, I'm so sorry that happened to you. That is Thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely fucking traumatic. And it's just such a shame because you see something that's so male, like dominated yeah. in the military. And that even when uh, oftentimes we, you hear stories where women do speak out and it's hush hush or mm-hmm. and gets turned on them. Yeah. And Sophia, I think you're incredibly brave for sending this to us. And I thank you for trusting us with your story. I truly do think that other military female service members that hear this will feel empowered by your story and the way that you felt empowered to speak about it. Yeah. You are so strong for writing you this in. You are incredibly for strong We're for writing this You're proud of you end. for where you are. Thank you, Sophia. Thanks, Soph.
interrupting to bring you a special message. And this is about spooky season specifically. You know that we are sitting outside because it's fall. You're going to football games. You're sitting out by the bonfire. You're trick-or-treating with your kids. You're wanting the weather to cool down so you can wear those hoodies. But the weather's just not really cooperating with you. But guess what? You're still wearing the hoodies. You're still wearing the hoodies and the flannels. You're still sitting at the bonfire wrapped in a blanket in the hoodies and it's still 80 degrees. Exactly. And so what are we doing? We're sweating and we're smelling. And that's why we're so excited to tell you about Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It is clinically proven to control odor everywhere on your body, pits, privates, and And beyond beyond for a whopping 72 hours. As an OBGYN, Lumi's founder, Dr. Shannon Klingman, met thousands of women concerned about odor below the belt. Through clinical testing, she found that it wasn't the vagina to blame, but bacteria on the skin. So she created Lumi, a skin-safe, aluminum-free deodorant that actually works, and it works everywhere. If you know anything about us, if we've talked about it in the past, we have the hardest time finding a good deodorant that helps whole body odor. And that's safe to use. Which is why we are so excited to use our Lumi deodorant. It's aluminum free, baking soda free, and paraben free. And it's pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Which is so important. Is so important. It is so important, especially for girlies like us who use deodorant for multiple things under our arms and when we're chafing between our legs. You don't want to put anything down there that's going to mess up your pH. Period. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for the new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. Free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners only, new customers get $5 off of a Lumi starter pack with code CREEPSANDCRIMES at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off of your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use our code CREEPSANDCRIMES. Interrupting the program so you can hear my praises of pros. pros. We love pros and they're truly custom made to order hair care. You've heard us say it before, but switching to this custom routine from pros was one of the best things that we ever did for our hair. And we just keep seeing the results are getting better and better and better. Taylor, be switching up that hair. I do. I do be switching month. up my hair. I got Currently some it's red with a little bit of yellow or a little bit of white blonde, <laughs> a little bit of blonde, in blonde it. going on not here. Yellow. Yeah, there's enough. <laughs> not yellow. Don't don't you dare go there. But one of my favorite things about pros is the fact that it is truly customed and it has your name literally written all over it. Pros knows that there is more to you than just your hair type. They have given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz. Guys, we'll never get over how when cool, we cool say, it was. When we say in-depth, pros knows everything about us. Everything lives. about us. What's Where your address? Live, healthy or non-healthy we eat, how, how much we, don't we work exercise out. or how we don't work out at all. They know it all and it's all so important in what you're putting into your hair. By analyzing over 85 personal factors, pros can handpick clean, sustainably sourced ingredients that get you closer to your hair goals with every single wash. And our new favorite feature is Pros' review and refine tool, which lets you tweak your formulas for any reason in case you change up your address. Like we just did. Like we just did, which is why it's our new favorite tool. Our new that favorite they tool have to offer. And you can change that you, you know, colored your hair again. Like me. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. Slay pros. Slay pros. So get your custom made 
made to order hair care from pros because it has your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash creeps and crimes. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash creeps and crimes for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. The next one we have is from Claire. The title is Trigger Warning, the sweetest creepy account you'll ever read. I love that trigger warning. I'm so excited. Hey, besties. My name is Claire. This is actually my middle name, but it's the name I go by. This info is relevant for later. And I truly just love this podcast and y'all. Every app feels like we're hanging out in someone's living room telling stories. You guys are so good at what you do. You got a listener for life in me. You got a friend in me. Oh my God, thank you. You wrote it like that, me. Also, Ella, I sent this in a year ago, but didn't type in the correct email, so that's on me. And then also (laughs) probably us reading it however long later, that's on us. That's on us, sorry, babe. Okay, so I have to provide context, really set the scene and introduce you to my characters. Taylor, you get it, Ella. Yes. My great-grandmother, aka Meemaw, Southern grandma name, I know. I love a Meemaw. Was so special to me. We have always been so connected, literally since the day I was born. My mom went into labor with me three and a half weeks early at my Mima's house. My dad was working at the time, so it was my Mima who drove my mom to the hospital, where I was born just a couple of hours later. My parents decided to name me Vivian, my first name, after Mima. Of course, they had always planned on calling me by my middle name, Claire, but I always felt so special to get to share a name with such a special woman. I was the first grandchild, great-grandchild, so my Mima was more than happy to keep me during the day while my parents worked. My sisters, cousins, and I have the best memories at her house playing dress up and make-believe. Long story short, we loved her. Fast forward to 2013. It was my freshman year of high school and my friend and I were at a community Christmas event. We got bored and hungry, so we asked her mom to take us to a restaurant. I remember so clearly sitting at this restaurant, looking out the window and seeing my dad's truck go by. The road I was looking at was the main road that runs through our town. I noticed he turned right at the red light, which happened to be in the direction of my Mima's house. Of course, he would have been going anywhere that evening. But in my heart and soul, I just knew that he was driving to Mima's. And somehow I just knew that she had passed. Crazy. I know. It was the most irrational thing. She may have been 86, but I cannot over-exaggerate the fact that she was young. Despite her age, she was in good health. I had just spoken to her on the phone less than 24 hours prior, the night before she was out to dinner with friends. There was no reason to believe that she was no longer with us, especially based solely on the fact that I had seen my dad's truck driving in the general direction of her home. Nonetheless, I became incredibly upset and I asked to be taken home. I arrived home to an empty house. I sat, cried and prayed. I just knew that she was gone. My mom got home an hour or two later and confirmed what I already knew. My great grandmother, the woman I loved so much and shared a name with, had passed away the night before in her sleep. I'm so sorry. To this day, I have no idea why or how I knew. I've never had any kind of morbid premonition since. I can only say that we were very close, connected. The story continues. Fast forward a few more years. I can't remember exactly when. I may have already started college at this point, but I was home in my parents' house and it was late, like 2 a.m. late. I was in bed on my phone, probably on YouTube or Twitter. One more bit of context. Mima had a signature scent, Paradise by Estee Lauder. Okay. I know that was her exact perfume because when we cleaned out her house, I took her perfume. I wanted to have something other than a photograph or a physical item to remember her by. Her smell. Yes, I wore this perfume on my wedding day last year (laughs) and I keep in a safe location so my sister's cousins can do the same if they wish. I love that. That's so cute. That is so sweet. Anyway, I'm in bed and it's late. 
Suddenly, I sit straight up because out of nowhere, I am overcome by the smell of that Estee Lauder perfume. My entire room is filled with the smell of her. I sat totally still in complete darkness. Tears were streaming down my face. I know she is with me in that moment. I never saw or heard anything, just the smell. I felt as if she was right in that room, wrapping me in her arms. After a few minutes, I got up and I went to find the perfume bottle to make sure it hadn't busted or something. It was perfectly intact. I can't explain that moment with anything other than she was there with me. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to read my story. I hope it all made sense, tangents and all. I know the story was more heartwarming than it was spooky, but I thought this would be a nice breath of fresh air after all the creepy and crimey content you guys are surrounded by all the time. If you do want to hear a super creepy, dark, spooky story, I might can convince my husband to share his super creepy account of the haunted house he grew up in. Let me know if that's something you guys might want to hear. I bet I can get him to share his story. After all, he is totally team creeps. Claire? Claire, immediately I need your hubs story. I love but your your Mima. Your Mima. Your Mima. She was like, I don't need to say anything. I don't need to just show get the essay water out. Just spray my perfume. She'll know what and I'm I'll saying. And I'll be good. And I wonder like what you were going through at that point in time that yeah. she felt the need that it was time to like show herself to you. And it was absolutely her because of how emotional you were. Yes. When she you was, woke up and she you were was sobbing. hugging you. Yeah, she was hugging you. And you're right. You you two were incredibly connected for you guys to have this sort of experience together in the physical realm and in the spiritual realm. Like, yeah. The fact that your mother was there with your meemaw the day that she went into labor with you three weeks early, like that was spiritual intervention. Right. That yeah. like that, that's not something that was a coincidence. The fact sitting in that restaurant, you knew that she had passed. As soon as your dad's truck passed, like you just knew immediately what was going on. I love Mima. I do too. She's incredibly spiritually powerful. And I love what you did at the wedding. That is so, and I love that you saved it for your like other sisters and cousins. Yeah, just in case they want to do the same. But you're really so like it's our mima too, and you're like it's mine, Claire. (laughs) I'm gonna need to have the haunted super duper spooky. Yeah, we need that immediately. Convince the hubs. Listen, you've got three week, no, one week from the time that this comes out to send it in to be on October. Super duper spooky, creepy account. Send it in. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you, Claire. The next one we have is from Hillary, and the title is Weird Psychic Encounter. This is actually my cousin. Oh my God, it's your cousin? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. So today I was waiting for my Starbucks order in the mall, and I was approached by a woman who told me that she was a psychic as she handed me her card. She proceeded to tell me that she felt that someone had put a bad energy on me and that she would like to investigate that further with a reading or a session. She wanted to find out who had put that energy on me, how long it had been with me, and help me get rid of it. Oh my, that's so scary. No, I, no. Would, I would literally shit my pants if someone came up to me in the Can mall. you imagine Susan's ears would be like, no, Susan, they were, she would tune in and be like, I need to call her. I need to call her right now. Susan, some other psychic's talking to my girl. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't fucking think so, bitch. <laughs> Where were we at? Okay. I do believe in energies and people having the ability to feel things, but I figured she was just trying to get some business. When I got home, I pulled her card out of my purse and I was going to throw it away, but honestly, it gave me bad vibes and I wanted it gone. So I decided that I should burn it. 
I took a candle that was almost empty out onto the patio and I threw the card in it. As I sat there with a glass of wine, okay, queen, <laughs> and watched the card burn, the candle exploded. Shut up. Shut the fuck up, Hillary. Like the entire glass container flew apart. I'm not sure what this all means, but I feel like I need a full energy cleanse now. Yes. And she's attached a photo of the candle. Holy shit. Oh my God. And look, it exploded from the bottom. Yeah, right where it would have been laying. And you just lit it and put the card in there. Look at all the wax on the table. Oh, oh I, know I know that's a bitch and a half. Because to I clean did up. that shit. I'm so on the sorry. Rug, I did it on the fucking rug. I am so sorry that Holy happened. Holy shit, Hillary. Yeah, you need to call Susan. Yeah, you that's need to call Susan and have her cleanse you because just in case no, like someone doesn't know about this, it's really important to know like just as many, just as how there's as good mediums and sidekicks like Susan and people like this that we have gone and found and like tell you guys about so you can have a good safe place to talk with the psychic medium there are just as many scammers yeah out there that are also like probably putting something on you so yeah also hillary i had found out i always for the longest part of me thought that like the spiritualist side of me came from my mom's side. We actually realized that it came definitely from my dad's side. Yeah. So I think that your grandmother and my grandmother, well, we know they're a little cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> they're amazing people. They we were cuckoo them. and woo-woo. Yeah, but I think that they are very strong. Yeah. Like spiritually intact. Right. Gifted being yeah like not humans they're not beans. beings beans but <laughs> beans just some beans wasn't there someone that like brought it up to us too was it susan were we talking with susan maybe and, the, uh, and we were like oh we thought it came from yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that did happen but so hillary's mom actually is really for a, a second there i don't know if she still does it but she would go and do like um like Ancestry.com, but she would go to like local libraries. She was very Love that. in tune with like her ancestors and like tracing the family line. Right. So we need to tell your mom to get get back to the 1800s because I need to know who was the witches and who we wasn't. Need to know. <laughs> well, no, mine went back in 17. That's I don't think I don't think like she had to stop well, because she could yeah. find because there was no more digital trace. Yeah, like it was got to go. Yeah. And if she doesn't have ancestry, that's how like she definitely does. Yeah, she definitely probably does. Right. She definitely does. Tell that's how she started. And then she started going to libraries. And the reason I had to stop and- like 1700s was because I couldn't fucking read old German handwriting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Then we found Christine, which I still have to send to her so she can read yeah. to me. Thanks, Hillary. Thanks so much, Hillary. The next one we have is from Kate using pronouns she, her. The title is Realtor Creepy Account. Oh, my God. Scary. I'm so excited. Hello to my favorite podcast ladies. I absolutely love creeps and crimes. Thanks for being such great storytellers and tellers Tellers. (laughs) and also hilarious. I have a wild story to share that I've been meaning to type up and send your way for months now. I'm a realtor, so for the privacy of my clients and the home involved, I will need to remain semi-vague in the story. But you can use my first name, and please do, because your girl will be over the moon happy to get a shout-out from her favorite duo. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> shout-out to you, Kate. <laughs> This past winter, I was showing a home to my client in a cute suburban neighborhood. Again, sorry for the vagueness. The homes there are relatively new, as they had been built in the mid-2000s. I grew up in the area and remembered prior to this development going up, it was once just a field of vegetation and trees. This story takes place in the early winter months of 2023. Because it was still winter, the sun set super early, so by 5 p.m. it was already dark outside. My clients wanted to see the home after their workday, so we arrived around 6 p.m., 
The house was completely dark, not a single light on inside or out. I met my clients in the driveway and we proceeded to the front door together. It was so dark that one of my clients had to hold their phone flashlight up for me so I could see the lockbox to retrieve the key. Once inside, I immediately started to walk around the home to flip all the light switches on so that my clients could get a full look at the interior. I struggled to get the home lit up as 50% of the lights would not turn on. Oh Either the switch didn't work or the bulb was out. It's not uncommon for a house to have a lighter to inoperable, but truly half of the lights in the home weren't working. And this is odd. It's something a homeowner agent should address before listing the home on the market. My clients actually asked me if the homeowners had disclosed any electrical issues. They had not. In fact, there was no disclosure available for the home because it was an estate sale. Oh, the laws in my state dictate that a disclosure is not required if those who are selling the home have never lived in the home, which is often the case for an estate sale. Right. In an estate sale, the home is usually being listed by a family member or appointed third party for a homeowner who is incapacitated or deceased. I reminded them of this and we kept on our tour. They actually ended up really liking the layout of the home and its overall condition. So by the end of the showing, we were discussing an offer price. Given that it was pitch dark outside, I made the suggestion to my clients that we return first thing in the morning so that they could see the exterior and interior again in the light of day. They agreed. So I booked the first showing of the next day at 8 a.m. and told them to meet me there before they went to work. Realtors use an app to schedule showings and I can see if there are any other showings booked before, during, or after my own. From this app, I could clearly see that they were the last showing of the night from 6 to 6.30 as the time slots for the rest of the evening were still available and I could see that no one had booked a showing yet for the next day. This did strike me as a bit weird though, considering we were still experiencing one of the hottest sellers markets in history and homes were flying off the market in a matter of hours. Right. There were often two to three showings at a time, all hours of the day. So I was slightly skeptical that this home seemed to have far less activity going on. I went around turning off the very few lights I was able to get working and we started out the door. The last thing I did was turn off the main overhead light that illuminated the entryway. My client once again used his flashlight so I could place the key back in the key box and we walked to our cars. As I climbed into mine, I noticed that entryway light was back on. I stopped, confused, and I asked my clients, am I going crazy? Didn't I turn that light off? With puzzled looks on their faces, they verified that, yes, we had turned off all the lights, including the one in the main entryway. They reminded me that we just had to use a flashlight on the porch seconds earlier to return the key because it was so dark. Had the entryway light been on, the porch would have been more illuminated from the light escaping through the front windows. Right. Once again, they voiced a concern over the electricity and asked that I please verify with the agent that everything was in working condition. I had an uneasy feeling, but suggested that perhaps the lights were on some kind of automatic timer and that was the cause of their dysfunction. They drove off, but I decided to sit in the driveway and call the agent to chat about the possibility of an offer and gather info on the electric light situation. Right. She disclosed to me on the phone that the previous homeowner had passed away and she was not privy to any knowledge on the electricity being inadequate. When I told her about the light situation, she said she had no idea why that would be happening and that she had never experienced any issues herself while prepping the home to be listed. I asked her if I should go back into the home to try to turn off the entryway light again before departing. She had seen our request to return at 8 a.m. the next day and told me not to worry about it and that the light could stay on for our arrival the very next day. The next morning, I met my clients at the home again, bright and early. As I was walking up the driveway, I noticed the entryway light that the agent told me to leave on was now off. Oh my God. I figured she had stopped by and turned it off herself. When we walked inside, there was a single lamp on in the living room, one that had not worked the night before. Oh my God. And to my shock, 
the gas fireplace was on full blast. Not just the flame, but the blower too. So it was hot inside. Oh my God. I was confused and uneasy. I had a moment of sheer panic wondering if somehow I had left the home with a fireplace and lamp on, which is something I could get in major trouble for or potentially even lose my license over. Right. I once again asked for my sanity check with my clients and they confirmed that we had turned off all lights before leaving and that none of us had turned on the fireplace the day prior, let alone left it running. The fireplace is actually visible from the front door. They reassured me that we would have all noticed the fireplace being on upon our exit the night prior. So I thought surely the agent had swung by and prepped the home for our arrival. Knowing that we were doing a second showing and considering an offer, my clients began to walk around the home. As this was their second showing, I decided to hang back a bit and let them have their space to discuss room by room without me breathing down their back. But I was still only a few steps away if they had any questions, comments, or concerns. They were in the kitchen when I heard my buyer say, what the heck? I quickly walked in to find him by the oven. He said, the stovetop is warm to the touch. I came over to inspect and it was a flat electric powered stovetop and all burners were in the off position. The oven was also off, but a little red light on the mechanical dashboard was lit up indicating a hot surface. Oh my God. Someone didn't want you there. Right. Sure enough, the top of the burners all felt warm, like they had just been turned off a few minutes prior. I could not deny that this was weird, but I also have to remain logical and professional. So I simply said, hmm, that's very odd. I wonder if the agent swung by this morning just before our arrival to prep the home. Maybe she made something on the stove. We finished the showing. <laughs> that was I, a great save. Yeah, I, well, I, I would have been, like, been like, I would guys, it's fucking haunted. Don't buy it. We got to get the fuck out of here, y'all. <laughs> we finished the showing right around 830 in the morning and my buyers jetted off to their jobs. Before I could leave, though, I had to call the agent to make sure she wanted me to turn off the lights and the fireplace. That's when she told me that she had not been to the house, nor had any other agents since our showing the night prior. I asked, what about the family? She informed me they were all out of state and she had the only other copy of the key to the home in her possession. Oh, God. She confirmed that we were the last ones in the home the day prior and the first ones back that morning. No one else had entered or exited the home except for us. Shivers shot down my spines. Shiver me timbers. Shiver me timbers. As I realized something else, an energy, spirit, intruder had to be in the home. Yep. I busted ass to turn off all lights. And that's like something out of a movie when they're like, you're the only one there. Right. I busted ass to turn off all lights and took photos of the kitchen living rooms that I could prove I did not leave the oven or fireplace on and I booked it out of there. Luckily, my clients decided not to make an offer. Not for that reason. So I didn't have to deal with that house again. I couldn't stop thinking about it though and wondered what could have possibly happened. The home ended up going pending a few days later and sold within the month. I told a few of my closest friends, colleagues about the experience. I was surprised when one realtor told me, just wait, this won't be the last time you experience the paranormal in a home as a realtor. Oh, God. The story doesn't quite end there. About two months later, I saw a text from my clients, the ones I had shown the home to. It was a link to the exact same property. And they said, did you see this came back on the market today? The home had only been sold for 60 days before the new owners listed it. This would be relatively normal in a flipping situation where the owner's intention was to buy, renovate, and relist for a profit. To my shock, the home was in the exact same condition as it was two months prior, with the only change being different furniture. The home was certainly not being flipped. Whoever bought the home made the decision to relist it within two months of living there. The list price was only $10,000 higher than what it had sold for prior, which wouldn't even amount to any profit after realtor fees. Oh my God. Sure enough, the home sold again at a loss (gasps) in a seller's market. 
market. I never found out why or what happened in those two months for that new owner, but I don't think it's a coincidence. Thanks for taking the time to read my creepy account and happy house hunting for all y'all creeps and crimies out there. Love ya. Love ya. What? What the fuck? No. 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 I I need you to send me this address. I feel like at any sort of okay, I'm gonna be so for real with my be realtors so whenever it's time yeah. to buy a house. I'm gonna be like any anything you need to disclose, and I'm talking death, murder. I'm I'm talking ghosts, paranormal yeah. activity, fireplaces being gone. Yeah, like have you experienced anything? Tell me right now. No, I did. You know I did. Oh yeah, I walked in. Well, guys, I'm I was looking like in like old fucking homes. Like yeah. my house is old as fuck that we just yeah. bought. We looked at two. We looked at this one. And we looked at another one. And this one, when we walked in, I was like, it feels really clean, but this ground has a lot of energy. But I'm fine with it because it's like it's, it reminds me of the dude in the old house. Yeah, Morgan's now in. Like it's just kind of like this is my home type of thing. But it wasn't like negative energy. When I was walking around this house that we bought, I didn't feel scared going anywhere by myself in the house in the other house that we looked at buying I walked upstairs and I went to this little side room and I was up there by myself and you're like nope I got those chills on my back and I was like fuck no we're leaving it's a beautiful house yeah. can't have it though gotta can't go. have it thanks yeah. though Thanks so much, Should have took Susan house hunting with you. I, no, I really thought about bringing her with me. But then I was like, but what if I love the house? I could just have her cleanse it later. Yeah, you know? you're right. So Kate, I, I want to hear more stories. Send all the real, get all I your know. realtor besties to send more in. I know. I want to hear their stories this too. Is so and that fun. was so well, so well written. Yeah, it was. It was a good I story. You like took me on, in on it with you. Dude, I would have shit my pants if I walked in like as no, a realtor. No, in the, in the oven too. Like that was like to harm them. Yeah. They were in the kitchen. Yep. And it was turned on. And then when you came running in, it was yep. off. Done. Gone. Yeah. That's like, and for that hot surface thing, that doesn't stay on but like what 10 minutes yeah afterwards because on any like uh cooktop like that especially electric right like they cool off quick as hell they're not sitting there because it's a liability at that point for the company if they let it run for more than 10 minutes right it takes more than 10 minutes to fucking cool down yeah huh that's crazy. It's insane. Someone did not case. want them there. No. Okay, so the next one we have is from Amanda using she, her pronouns. And the title is Military Ghosts. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, ladies. I absolutely love your podcast. It's completely up my alley with all things creepy and crimey. I have been a longtime listener, and this is my third time submitting this story. Amanda? I'm so fucking sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Amanda. My name is Amanda. I use she, her pronouns. And I'm going to apologize in advance because this is going to be a long one. I am an Air Force veteran. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you. And I was stationed at a base in Oklahoma. My job was flight line security, base security, and law enforcement. In the 1940s, a fire went through two of the aircraft maintenance buildings on this base. When I was new to the base, I was posted in one of the buildings. When they were done working on the plane, I was picked up by another airman. He was asking me how my night was going in there. And I said, it went pretty good. But I kept hearing things like someone was behind me striking a match on a matchbook and wrenches were being dropped. As soon as I finished, he all but stopped the patrol car that we were in and asked if I had been told about what happened. I told him no. He began to tell me about how a maintenance worker that was working on an aircraft had lit a match too close to the fuel drum and it caught fire and rapidly spread throughout the building. Unfortunately, there were men that lost their lives that day. Oh my my God. God. 
Another time I was and she was hearing matches being matches struck. being struck and wrenches dropping like people are running and like, oh, stopping. my God. Another time I was working in the building. I was reading a book and just happened to look at the aircraft. And there was a man crouched down like he was working on the wheel of the plane. He smiled, waved and said hello. I replied hi with a smile and went back to my book. After a second, it clicked that he never showed me an ID authorizing him to be in there and his flight suit was a different color. The ones today are an olive green color and his was tan. When I looked back up to ask him for his ID, he was gone. I got up and went looking for him and he was nowhere to be found. I was the only one in that building. Oh, my God. That is so... Like, you saw... You saw a, a whole ghost. Smile wave, hello. In his clothes, too. Like, he was living that. Yeah, he, like, truly was, like, in that realm with you right then. Wow. Yeah. I have chills. Well, at least he was nice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how you doing? At least he wasn't like, hello. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to hell. <laughs> like, nothing like that. Oh, and he was just wearing his old little uniform. That's sad. That is so sad. Uh, one Sunday night, I was with another airman in the buildings, talking and just passing time until our shifts w- were over. We noticed a guy walking towards the back of the building where the offices were. We both waved, and he waved back and then continued walking past a pallet and completely disappeared. Holy shit. Oh, my God. We both looked at each other to confirm what we had just saw and jumped up to immediately look around for him. And the man was nowhere to be found. He was also in another tan flight suit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There have been many stories about a black cat with half of a tail running around the building. They think that the cat was in the buildings when the fire broke out. There are two lockers taped shut to keep them from opening and slamming shut. We figured that it was their way of letting us know that they were still there. Thank you for reading my stories. Keep doing what you're doing, ladies. Much love and light, Amanda. That's so sad because they just want to, they need help passing through. Like they're stuck in a time warp right yeah, now. Yeah, and they that, really need help. In the help. afterlife. And they're just constantly living that day. What's it going to take for us to get Susan on base <laughs> in these buildings? Amanda, let us know. No. We, we literally called the government. And the, and the fact that you saw two different people in two tans, two tan flight suits and there was only two lockers taped. Yeah. Those two guys are stuck. At least yeah. they have each other. And they're like really sweet. They're just waving and walking around. They're do- going about their business. Yeah. I guess it's good that they may. It kind of reminds me of the story that we the last story that we read from Liv or yeah, from Liv about the woman who was just repeating. Yeah. And it yeah, was like yeah. if we tell her like it's going to be a lot for her to process and she's content right now. I bet it would be a similar situation with these guys. Like just letting them continue on and letting them pass on their own time. Wow. Wow. That's That's crazy. It's so sad for me because like the military is not going to go bring a psychic medium into base and be like, can you help these guys pass through? Right. Right. Like you need to have, you would need to have somebody who works there that's like spiritually gifted to do that. Right. Like nonchalantly. And they're going to have to like be really chill about it. I mean, Amanda, maybe clearly you can well, see. Maybe everyone you can, can see these guys too. So that's another thing. Like yeah. they are strong ass energies. They truly are like we're living work. the life. Yeah. yeah. Like that's their life. That's, that's their, their life. day to day. They're stuck in that day. It's crazy too that you can like see that they're not from your time because of their uniforms. Yeah. That's honestly, Amanda, like it's so sad for them, but that's so cool for it's you. An incre- 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 incredible. It's an incredible like encounter that you've yeah. had here. 
That's really interesting. Thank you so much for sending that in. Sorry Thank you so much it took for your us so long. I know. And we actually had two veterans write in today. Yeah. So thank you Thank guys you so guys much for your service uh, for everything and your service and we appreciate you guys writing in we'd love to hear more stories because clearly y'all got a lot yeah yeah for real though wow makes sense it does yeah it really does oh shoot <sighs> well the last episode we're gonna be guys. for real with you guys we gotta be for real with you guys if my voice sounds different it's because all of a sudden i'm sick yeah literally a day we, and a half later yeah we we halfway recorded this yeah. on tuesday we just finished it today on thursday yeah we just were it is now the september 14th yes so we have been going through the motions of season four this week we got um, a lot to do the next two weeks yep so you guys you got good stuff coming and we'll pop in to give you a little bit of a hey hey before next week's episode comes out catch you up on what's going on and what to expect and give you a little timeline about what you should expect in the first week Crazy. of creeps and crimes it's actually called creeps and crimes week Right. It's actually, yeah, the month. The month of Creeps and Crimes. Yeah. The birth. What's Halloween? Oh, or what's October? Oh, that's Halloween. That's spooky season. Actually, no, it's no. Creeps and Crimes. It's Creeps season. and Crimes month. Yeah, it's now called Creeptober. Love. Love. Trademark. Actually, we hate creep. No, yeah, we don't like the word creep. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Wow. Well, you guys three. will hear from us next week. Yeah, we just recorded hear. that a month ago, though. Yeah. So for us, this is our last. Literally, we recorded that three days after Morgan got hit with the tornado so over a month yeah it's been a minute. so glad we did that yeah i mean god and guys we thought we were gonna have to cancel it yeah I'm so glad we did it then yeah all right guys well we got special guests coming on next week you actually get a two-parter so look out on tuesday on our socials to figure out where, where it's going it's to be and uh we're really fucking excited we love you guys love you guys Thanks so for much hanging in there with yep. us during this craziness and for all of season three and supporting us always we love you yeah we love you guys so much thank you for everything we're going on to season four you guys this one by the way doesn't have a video don't be looking on youtube for it yeah there's no video there's no video sorry <laughs> we tried to but we looked and like we, we were, like, and we're like in the middle of like no studio right now yeah so like it looks like it's just white off. walls around us. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah. And you're still in the same outfit, huh? Yeah. Still in the same outfit. <laughs> I'm not changing. I at least did get that changed. It's in three I just, days. But I put on the Tennessee shirt. You know how that works. I changed out the, the bikers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I there changed out go. the bikers. But the shirt, both shirts being reused. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. See ya. Love Bye. you. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.